Hello. Yes, it is true. Big Daddy Live has returned. And I am Brian Garrity, your host of Big Daddy Live. I'm very, very, very excited to be back. We thought about it for a while. And we had a lot of you reach out. A lot of you have been with me since Big Daddy Radio, and I love that. Since like 2011, we still have you guys hanging in there with us, and I appreciate that. I hope that this Big Daddy Live Part 2, we did a summer run last year, will meet your fancy. Again, I'm a real estate agent with Keller Williams, San Diego Signature in San Diego. Keller Williams is an amazing company. But am I going to talk to you about real estate every week for an hour? Uh, no. No, 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 no. I wouldn't do that to you. But we will talk about some things real estate. Better yet, we're going to talk about all things pop culture, all politics, anything, you name it, it's on here. Anyone who knows me, no filter, none. We're on the internet, so like, I better have a Brian Garrity filter because there's no eight-second delay in case an oopsie slips out. So be sure, if you have young children watching, you may ask them to leave the room. Joking. But we will give you a warning if there are ever topics like that and there was somebody that may be inappropriate for, we'd let you know. I don't think it would be like that, though. So I've been thinking, like, coming back to do the show, like, how do we want it to look? What do we want it to be? At the end of the day, we want it to be what makes you guys the happiest, what you guys enjoy. You guys want to jump in with us and pelt on us? You can do that. You want to jump in us and love on us? You can do that all day. So you can do both. I don't care. Pelt in. If you want to pelt, please do. There will be topics that don't deserve pelting, but, like, if you want to spar, we can spar. The idea is to have entertainment and to have fun. Show is not scripted. We do not meet ahead of time and decide who's going to talk about what. I'm sure that those high C, anyone who's familiar with the disc test, like D-I-S-C, I know that'll make all the high C people super crazy, but you're not doing my show with me, so it doesn't matter. Guys, today... I'm going to have, and let me tell you how the format's going to work. So we will have a panel, kind of like the talk, kind of like the view. Maybe those are dinosaur shows. I record them, though. You guys don't record them. Hey, the view has the most powerful women talking about politics. It is a really great show. Well, it'll be a format like that. We'll rotate guests, um, be lots of different topics, all kinds of crazy. I know you guys who've been with us know that nothing really is off limits, as long as you're not hurting yourself or anyone else. We're down, and we're happy that you guys are here. Guess who I have with me today, though, for our first show? My wonderful, loving, most brilliant people I could ever ask for that have chosen to work with me, that are part of Garrity Group and Keller Williams Signature. Ta-da! Welcome, you guys. Hi. Hi. Hey. To my right is the lovely Morgan McGuire. In the middle is Mr. Ryan Alvey, my assistant. And at the end is Mr. Jonathan Cohen-Kurzrock. Welcome to your inaugural show of Big Daddy Live, guys. Thank you. So I know I was like, oh, they brought the whole real estate team on. We're going to talk about real estate a little bit. Although I don't know if I have real estate on my mind right now. And also, anybody who knows me knows. We will start talking about one thing, and we'll have our little rabbit trails. So here will be my deal, folks. Any rabbit trails, you know I will try to close the lips on them, but we'll try. We'll try. We'll talk about things that are happy. We'll talk about things that may be challenges. I know people want me to talk about Parkinson's, which I have. All right, we're going to talk about it. Listen, nothing's stopping me, including that. We can talk about Wolf's disease, which I have. Nothing's stopping me, including that. But we will talk about that stuff. But like, I want to have some fun with the show, and I want you guys to really enjoy it. Real estate stuff, always fun to talk about. 
but I think you guys get that in a lot of different venues and arenas. What do you guys think? Real estate stuff? Yeah. You think it's fine? It's really fun. You gotta love your profession a little bit, <laughs> That's guys. what I was to say. It's the best thing that it's, it's why I'm here. It's I love doing real estate, but I agree with you. Getting to talk about everything, bringing people, people what they love. And get people to know who we are and what we're about. I, one thing about our group and our team, this is not meant to be a commercial, however, can't be a little bit of one, really not meant to be one, is we're a team that really cares about our people and we're a relationship-based team. So our number one priority, as should be most any agent's priority, is the client. Mm -hmm. So if you're out there and you're a client of somebody, you should be their number one priority. Period. End of story. Nothing comes before you. Nobody's interest comes before you. Nothing comes before you when you're the client. Now, see, I started getting a little hot because I could rabbit trail on that subject about other folks, but I'm not going to do that at this moment. I do want to talk about what what makes people go into real estate, and everyone's going to have a different answer. You know the the canned answers, which I'm going to tell you. There's one canned answer that I hear on the regular, which in my heart, that's the reason I'm in real estate. And that is being able to help others really achieve their dream of home ownership or what home ownership benefits or provides to people. I mean, we're in a market right now where for a lot of people, it's expensive in San Diego, but the rents are expensive in San Diego. So for a lot of people, they're paying $3,500, $4,000 a month in rent, could actually be stepping out and buying like a condo or, well, if you're in San Diego, if you're under 500000 you're going to be looking probably at a condo. Although I did write an offer on a house today that was detached, super cute, tiny, 500000 So I know people in other parts of the country are like, wow. But it's you have to pay for that weather. There, there's a tax on it. I'll tell you what, if you were here in San Diego this year from January to June, like, I want a refund of some of that tax that we pay. <laughs> but I mean, but it is crazy. And you're from Houston originally, right, Jonathan? Yes, yeah. And Ryan, you're from Kentucky. Yeah, I'm from Kentucky. And gorgeous Morgan is from Orlando, Florida. Orlando. Orlando, Florida. So all three of you come into California. How long have you guys been in California? Ten years for me, September. Uh, I've only been in San Diego since October. And I'm hitting five years. So, okay. So, you know, back in the day when I came here, that was in the fossil days. Where are you from? Orange County. So my family's all from Pittsburgh. I was the last one that showed up here in Orange County with them. And uh, at the time when I grew up in Orange County, which is in 1893, no, I'm kidding. It was in the 80s though, and Orange County was so much more expensive than San Diego, it was crazy. Still is expensive, but San Diego, boy oh boy, have we caught up on that price point. Mm -hmm. um, and just in general, how much it costs to live here. When I moved here in 85, we had just cracked a population of a million here. So it's effectively what tripled um, within city limits alone. So the density in San Diego has become like most other metropolises. Just one of those things, it's expensive to live here. But do you think it's worth it? I do. What do you love most about San Diego? Well, I go back to Florida. I know that weather, I know that humidity, and I know those bugs, so oh, yeah, those it's bugs. worth it for me. Bugs. Oh, I mean, bugs. I love my family. Of but, course you do. But I love San Diego. It's, this is beautiful. I never thought, when I first moved here, this is hilarious, from an hour away. I was so homesick. I was so brokenhearted. I was such a mama's boy. I call every day like 10 times a day. Bah! I want to come back now. Bah! It just didn't make any sense. But then I decided I wasn't coming back. And then she was the one. And my dad went, bah! we want you to come back. But I love San Diego. It did take me a couple of months. But I was just like, mm, never leaving. When I moved down here, downtown was 
you guys would not have stepped a foot in downtown. There was no set. It was like hookers. And downtown and, was real nice. Yeah, it was, it, it was seedy and yeah, all kinds of fun at night if you wanted to be adventurous, I suppose. Not that I would have ever done that. What made you move to California? What do you think of it? San Diego specifically, right? I actually moved here for real estate. I decided I was getting my California real estate license and I moved out here to be with Keller Williams. Mm -hmm. And really the only thing that keeps me here, it's, it's all real estate. Because I mean, I don't, I haven't got out or got to know very many people. I've only been here a short period of time. So really what keeps me here is working with someone as brilliant as you and being part of such a great team. Well, that was sweet, thank you. My Jonathan, Mr. Jonathan. Uh, well, I think any Texan's always gonna uh, hold on to that Texas pride. As I like to say, Texas is the greatest country in the United States of America. California is the greatest state. Mm, but, okay. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> it's just I like that Texas pride. It's what we always have. But um, I was just at my brother's wedding this past weekend and we have all those friends coming from Houston and everyone asks, do you miss it? And I look at them, I said, you just told me how you're moving out here after being here for two days. Right. No, I don't miss Houston at all. I miss my friends and everyone that's out there. But uh, I came out here because my parents actually moved out here and when they were buying their home, I got to visit and I was like, wow, this place is gorgeous. Every single aspect of San Diego is beautiful. It really is. And so it's an easy sell. Like it's like the friends that come here, they, they're selling themselves in on San Diego. They're like, I want to buy a place here, da, 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 da. And I just look at them, I go, okay, I didn't even have to sell you anything. Like you sold yourself on the city and the city does that. It, it, does it just that. captures you. It, it's worth it. I'm telling you folks, if you're renting in San Diego, you really need to talk to us. You'd be surprised, especially like I always feel bad. Like when I have like my VA, like my military clients. Oh gosh. Officers are enlisted. It doesn't. I mean. They should for sure be buying. I mean, yeah. When you see what their base housing allowance is, like get them in a property, get them owning their own, build your own wealth portfolio. And I always feel like it sounds gratuitous. Of oh yeah, the real estate person talking about buying real estate. I get that. When I was in law before this, believe me, I probably would have thought the same thing if I was watching this. But it really isn't gratuitous. It's really like we're saying, like from the bottom of our heart, like start building your own wealth. Start. I think. Oh my God, had I had the vision and the capability to buy up North Park when I lived it, when I first moved here, my God, I would be a multi-millionaire ten times over. But that requires vision. It also requires you got to start somewhere. So like, no matter what you think, you may think you're not ready. You may think you're not able to do it you'd be amazed at what you're able to do with real estate and so from buyer perspective right now get out there is inventory limited yes but it's not limited like it was a couple of years ago uh what you can be sure of here is like we could find you a place you you could find a place where you can start building it start investing in yourself okay that is so enough of that that felt like a commercial that felt like a commercial that was just a little like that too much but we will talk about real estate best practices and look not everybody in every profession is a good egg so real estate there's a lot of great people and i don't care what brokerage that people are at either that's to me something look Everyone different fit for different people. Mm -hmm. So I never, you're going to see on this show, you'll see people from Compass, you'll see people from Berkshire, you'll see people from other real estate brokerages because I want community. At the end of the day, I want community. I really care about how everybody gets along. Are there going to be the jerks out there that doesn't really matter? Yes, bye-bye. You don't have to stay on this show. You don't have to watch it. We can dismiss you. Goodbye now. 
However, there are a lot of great professionals in this town. And really, at the end of the day, the numbers are staggering at 24,000 licensees. And you basically have 2,000 or less writing 10 or more offers in a year for a client. So it's just something to think about. You always want to work with a professional who really understands the job as well. Because um, <clears throat> a lot of people think real estate is easy. It's not easy. I trust it's not easy. Simple but not easy. Do you know how long it took me to wrap my head around simple but not easy? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm too literal, no, but dude, it's really. the lawyer in me. I can't help it. It's just like simple but not easy. Easy but not simple. Wait, what was it again? Simple but not What does simple but not easy mean to you guys? I'm curious too. Like just what, when you hear real estate is simple but not easy, what does that mean to you when you hear it? Did anybody have any input In my on opinion, it? it's like no nonsense. I think a lot of people think that agents just stick a sign in your yard and sell your house. But really, the sticking the sign in the yard is like the easy part. The last, the easiest easy Keeping part. it simple is just being like direct, effective communication, having a good relationship with the agent on the other side of the transaction. Just Helpful. keeping it real and keeping it blunt, but keeping it cordial and effective. In my opinion, that's what keeping it simple means. I like that. Uh, once again, like, Simple but not easy, you don't have to go and recreate the wheel. There's already a proven path to success. And like everyone says, success leaves clues. You just have to follow the formula. Um, there's ways to get people into homes. There are ways to negotiate the best prices possible. There's the relationships that you create in order to get the best results for your clients and have an all around happy result. And those things are very simple when they're laid out, but not everyone knows how to implement them or they just don't have the right energy or the right attitude to be able to do it. Yeah. Oh, what we're gonna do, here's the thing. With real estate, it actually, if we really tore it apart and I really sat and told you every single layer, it would seem complicated. But see, most agents, including myself, they're not gonna put that on you. I feel as far as the clients are concerned, that's why you've hired me. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, it's not for me to call you every five seconds and tell you like, this drama's happening, that drama's happening, this drama's happening. That's the job between myself and the other agent to try to vet out. And then I'll always come back to the consumer. If it's something I can't fix, which I really think I can fix most things, not everything though. I'll loop the seller in, but I try to fix it on my listings especially, or even on the buy side. When there's drama, it's like, nobody needs that. Buying a home or selling a home is an emotionally charged process. Every time I take a listing, I tell the people, I promise you, you're going to have emotions around this. You've lived in this house for 20 years, you're going to have emotions around it. If I say that to somebody who's lived in the house five years, they'd be like, no, nope, we've only been here for five years. It's like you're going to have emotions around it. Because in those five years, there was a lot of living that happened. Maybe you had a baby. Maybe you got married. Who knows? There's a lot of things that get tied to houses. And it's an emotionally charged thing. One of the best things a real estate agent can do, I think, it could just be the lawyer of me, I don't know, just to try to keep everything stabilized as much as possible. And having that relationship that we're talking about community, which I will hammer on throughout while we're doing this show, not just today, in general. It's so important that everybody come together. And the more collaborative you are, and I mean this, the better result for your, your clients at the end of the day. Me going and ripping somebody's face off, which I'm capable of, I would prefer not to do that. I really would. I don't think it's necessary. But some people push me into a corner, they'll find out. But you're not serving your client at the highest level, for the most part, when that happens. If somebody's trying to fool with my client, well, then I will have to rip somebody's face off. Don't be fooled. So, 
on that on that note, I want, we are going to talk more about real estate. We'll have more real estate specific topics today. Just kind of a general interview, introducing you to our team that's here. The panel will change. Um, we'll get all kinds of opinions on here. We'll not just be about real estate. I will do some political ones, but you know, people say you don't talk about sex, politics, or religion. I should be talking about all three, but in a civilized fashion, I suppose. And then I have my glasses, and then I can see the comments, and then all of us can, uh, let's see who's with us. All these fun people, that's very good. Hello to you guys watching. Don't we have a great team here? I'm really proud of these guys. And it's, it's everybody that's in real estate as a full-time career. Yeah. I, there, there's another thing where people might miss the mark. I would wanna make sure whoever I was hiring as a real estate agent was doing it as a profession. I don't know how people could do this part-time, honestly. <laughs> They, they not not very not effectively. Real, yeah. no. I mean, that's when you hear horror stories, and it's not just from part-time people. It's just in general, like make sure you're hiring somebody who transacts. Make sure you're hiring somebody who's affiliated with people that know the business, that are doing the business, that are doing their business right. You, as the consumer, at the end of the day, you are the boss. We're here to advise. We're here to help. I will do anything for anybody but at the end of the day really all i can do is advise same thing like in law is say all we can do is advise you here's a likely result some people don't want to hear that but then it's like but then you hired us this is what we're getting paid for let let us take the lead and i'll tell you what i have the most wonderful clients this group has the most wonderful clients i am not just saying that i have been so blessed my entire life with 99.9 percent .9 the most wonderful clients on the face of the earth once in a blue moon, like a squirrely one will slip through. Maybe it's the day, I don't know. But I still treat everybody the same as much as possible. I, wa I want you guys to know, please, 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 and we will dig, dig deeper a lot on real estate topics, probably for like 10 minutes on a show, not like today, um, where we talk 10 or 20 minutes on, on what's really trending and what's happening. From a listing perspective, what's going on with listings right now? We can dig deeper on that stuff. But there's so much of that stuff that goes on right now that you can get gravitating to and find our perspective again is oh see i even fell off the desk my first <laughs> my first job i have blunder number one or whoever is going to bop it on me and tell me to put my freaking glasses down like i will put my glasses on and off yes this is core water Ooh. did someone say there's that? the rack put your glasses down? oh they do they say all kinds of sweet oh. loving things um usually it's very loving because we have so many great people out there this story, here goes the traffic trail number one. Real estate, we love you. <laughs> Call 858-525-3202. See how gratuitous that is? It's gratuitous. No, you call us because you know you're going to get the best representation. And you're going to meet other people from other brokerages that are fantastic too. And I mean that. Anybody who wants to be, oh, my brokerage is the best and the only one, well, like, it would be like saying that everybody who goes to first grade or kindergarten, everybody hates everybody if you don't live on the same street or if you're not in the same class it just doesn't make any sense to me i don't flipping get it yeah see i use flipping on that one that takes a lot for me to do that i'm teasing but i'm really not now we're going to talk about bottled water i want to hear this story now i don't want to get banged on <laughs> i don't want to get banged on because i'm drinking water from a plastic bottle i understand that plastic is not good for the environment i really do and I'm sure our ancestors probably didn't understand it as much. And when I want my water, I want my water in this bottle. And I want it to be cold. I promise. I'll do, put it wherever you want me to put it. But I won't throw it in the ocean. Don't they recycle it, though? See, that's the stuff. Do we, you recycle it? Do you put it in a blue bin? Yes. 
Ryan Garrity recycles. For the most part. Yes, that's okay. I even put my Coke bottles in the blue bin. Oh, I'm gonna tell you about that too. Like, I'll, I'll just have the people I have right. I'm gonna tell you about this core water. So, from a medical standpoint, don't ask. I'm not giving medical advice, for God's sake. That's the last thing we need. That'd be scary. Your body has the pH balance. I thought this was all marketing too, actually. But one of the Parkinson's specialists was like, there's this water and you want to keep your pH in your body in line. It's a long, boring story. But, but bottom line, that's what it is. So this core water, well, the first time I got it, I switched from like smart water to core water. I'm like, oh, I love that water. It's the best water. I love that water. Oh my God, I love that water. And then there are photos of me everywhere with like core water. Yeah, core water. Wait, let's find out. Let's call them. That's what we got to start doing is calling these people. Whatever you are, I'm going to call you on the next show live and be like, where's my compensation? You're also now getting core water advertising on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm going to have to tell a little story about it. Let me tell you. You see me? I'm still drinking it. So with this story, just just know I'm not banging a little bit. So it was like a week ago. Now, I've been doing this water since the doctor said, I don't know, a year or two ago. But we other stories that we talk about. It even has an expiration or Best Buy thing on here. Okay. I didn't know water expired. However, apparently it does. So I was sitting at my desk drinking it. Do you ever just know there's that smell? It wasn't me. Trust. That was not me. I'm, I'm a freak about smell. But, but. I'm not good around smell. Like people that have stinky feet, like put on socks and wash them. <laughs> stinky feet are the gross. I'm sorry, if you have stinky feet, it's okay. Just make sure you're washing them and keep them covered you up. You can put baby powder in your shoes well, no. to deter. Please do. God. <laughs> I, I can tell you, I've had one incident. I'll just say it. Well, like I would hesitate. Let me just tell you. See, now we're talking about stinky feet and core water. This is all going to go together. I really didn't get about stinky feet. I really didn't get it. I'm just blessed in that category. Trust me, I have plenty of other stuff I probably would trade the stinky feet for. No, because it's gross. But I was in a hotel room with somebody. I was like, damn, what is that smell? I was, I thought it was the hotel. And it was a nice hotel, too. I was like, what is that? Well, the person had a foot odor issue. And you see what I'm talking about? I can't even say anything without sticking my foot in my mouth. Anyway, stinky feet, really, they have like tefactin, tenactin, and all that stuff. Now I'm, I'm on a tenactin commercial. I want to talk to you about this water. I want to know if this has ever happened to any of you guys. So I was drinking it. Were you guys in the office when it yeah, happened? I, I, was, Ryan was, I was there, yeah. And I smelled something stinky, and it wasn't like stinky feet. Boy, that's the smell that I got to get out of my head right now because I don't want to lurk while we're doing this Facebook Live. But it smelled bad. I can't even think of what it smelled like. You, you just kept say, saying it was musty. You were like, something's musty. Something, <laughs> yeah. something smells musty. I was like, I don't oh, smell anything. Something. It was stinking. And so, I don't know if it smelled like musty or... Uh, I, I, or <laughs> it smelled musty. <laughs> that just sounded so terribly wrong. You guys get it. I'm not using it as a literal thing. It smelled musty. So then, I didn't know what it was. I'm like, something doesn't smell right in here. My dad's went out. Have you already taken right. a sip? Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. I think that crap is sitting on my lip. The smell just stuck right so there. So then, I was like talking about like, ah, bless, let me see. Uh-oh. That core water bottle. No, 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 no. It wasn't right. I'm telling you right now, like, I need core water. I need to call the company. I'm going to tell them, like, not only was it stinky, but I think there were fish scales in it. It smelled like dead fish. Yeah. And there was floating was stuff in the bottom. 
Did it, it have crazy. a seal when you opened it? Yeah, it was sealed. Yeah, it was sealed. Yeah. Because those are very hard to open when you first open them. Yeah, oh, it was yeah. sealed. Especially with seven ounce Parkinson's. Trust, it's hard to open <laughs> all day. But it stink. It was stinking. Mama, I'm telling you. Carrie, I'm like telling fish. you. It was stinking. Mm. It wasn't musty. It smelled so like So now that I'm talking about how gross it is and how much Ugh. it stinks, why don't I just take another chug? But it's not. I promise you, this water is really great. I'm not banging on it. I drink so much of it every day. Like, if I was banging on it, then I would be very ridiculous. Well, I am very ridiculous anyway, in all the right ways. But I wouldn't be banging on the water. But what was that? Now I want to know, where do they cultivate this water from? Do they just go... It should say Where does the water come it? from? Like, when they make it up, it came from, like, the top of the mountain or some Oh, like, Evian, no, it like the French It backed it up Sorry. to a toilet bowl. Well, then, this is a manufactured for Core Nutrition LLC. Which, by the way, Core Nutrition LLC, you, you now have gotten a couple of shout-outs. Probably not jumping up and down. But I buy your water every day, and I drink six bottles of it every day. I swear to God, if I get another one of those scaly fish waters... Oh, poor water ink, you're going to be in trouble. <laughs> and El Segundo. Mm. Nothing wrong with El Segundo. It's just like, oh, look at this. No, no, no. For qual water quality and information, contact Core Nutrition. They even have a phone number. Carrie, we should call them up one time and yell at them. That's what I should do. But I got to tell you, if you guys have had any experiences like that, it's totally, totally nasty. I see my Pacific Queen of the Northwest. I just love you. And my beautiful Jesse Wright. I just love you. And my sweet Linda. Love you. And Crystal. Oh, this is so good. Hearts. I'm glad you guys are all on here. Look, the show is going to keep evolving and it's going to be a really great show. This is our first one. We're going to have really a lot of fun with some graphics and other stuff that we put on. We have our amazing, amazing, lovely, gorgeous Carrie who will do anything for us behind the scenes making sure everything is going the way it should go and I think that that's fabulous let's talk about hearts right now alright I think for me I th people think that I use them like a punctuation a punctuation mark well, provided that that's how I feel that's the funny part are you talking hearts or likes Hearts. No, hearts like, like an emoji heart hearts. in your text? Like the yeah. yeah. Like, like how, how, like how are we getting hearts and stuff. Okay, yeah, so yeah. Like, but then you know how like you'll have different colored ones and all that other stuff. It's yeah. like, look, when I put my heart on, that means just because like that's coming from my heart. That means I usually probably really do have warm fuzzy feelings for the person that I'm writing that to. I am never, ever going to put that on somebody's post that I absolutely am not feeling warm and fuzzy in love for. Really yeah. not. So I just wanted to clear that up for anyone who was con confused about where I use hearts or as punctuation marks. You are correct. And a lot of times I do. But because that's usually what's flowing from me. Well, what about people that don't get a heart? Oh. <laughs> the other part that flows from me, that's not as beautiful. That's not, I'm always wanting to be best person, best case. But the reason I'm talking about the hearts and leading into social media is I want to talk to you guys about where society, especially you guys are all like molecules. So we'll have the dinosaur here, we'll have our little molecules here. But we're going to talk about social media and kind of what's happened over the years. I, I would say from my perspective is I think people, including myself, can happen. You're lost in your phone. You're losing quality relationships. I'm thinking back really like the depth of relationships have gotten seemingly different. Um, I'm not somebody who's not going to have a deep relationship with somebody in general. You probably really wouldn't be. That's not true. I can't have a deep relationship with anyone, everyone. But if you're close to me in my life, the relationship's going to be pretty deep. I realize I'm, I'm pretty intense that way. But what 
a boring way to live life to not really like grab it by the horns and really love the people that are in your tribe and really love the people that you have in your life. Like that's what love's all about. It really is. And I don't need anyone telling me the definition. If yours is different, keep it. I'm saying that in general, like this world would be such a better place if more people could adopt or getting into the positive. And and love first lead with love lead with kindness i'm feeling like a lot of those things are lost in what's happened with social media what's happened in this country which today we won't do a deep dive on that we'll have a listen i'll have a panel so all sides are represented but i'm just saying I'm, i want i want to know what your take is if, because you guys won't have the same take having not been around as long as i've been thank god for you right now but i do feel like people i watch even out to dinner on saturday like watching i forcefully put my phone down forcefully and left it upside down i noticed most people sit off their phone in the quality of conversation the depth of conversation yeah. the connection between everybody is just so much like it used to be when you would go out with a group i, I find it frustrating and i i'm an abuser of this so like what i find frustrating uh I, it'd be like double speak out of my mouth i do it i try not to um, I really do try not to, but to get lost in your phone. If you're out to dinner with people or you're out visiting people, like, what could be that 911? Look, and I'm saying again, like, I'm an abuser that I'm trying not to be. I'm trying to be very coherent about it and, and very present because I think the phone makes you not present and I've got a long way to go on it. I don't know how I got so sucked into that device. So I'm not sitting here preaching from a pulpit and trying to tell people like, do you know back in 1893 when we didn't have phones and walked nine miles in the snow to school? No, it's not that. But what it is is like, I think it's making young and socially awkward I really oh, do. Yeah, I, sure. I'm worried about the littles, littles, not my little, the little littles for sure. Oh, even a good amount of our age. Yeah. Yeah. So People what do you, have a hard but, time looking you in the eye, but they don't have a hard time scrolling through your feed and liking it. It's, it's super it's crazy. Yeah. But I'm like on the cusp. So I'm like analog girl childhood and then we switched to digital i remember like netscape in high school where you had to type it in and there was like a big sound and that's how you surf the web oh like, the dial tone yeah, the dial like, like, like i don't even remember what it said like yeah like a or like i was an aol yeah. that was like like you got me yeah you got me oh they had all the all the creepers on there all the gay guys all the gay guys trying to hit each other sex location oh yeah yeah there we go yeah crazy yeah people are like what's no different than going to a bar it's like mm, no it's not i guess but like at least at the bar you're looking at them you know that they're not using their high school photo hopefully <laughs> is people's ideal selves it's oh like yeah that's what you're talking about that's exactly it's it. not all that's the filters exactly, filter it. exactly all, it. yeah do you, but do you feel like when you guys go out with people or you're out in a group or just in a, even a work situation especially even like in a work situation with clients i've seen it i've seen it where people i've seen it i've been in it where people will grab their phone while they're meeting with their clients like unless you're looking at that phone to give your client an answer about something relevant on the table at that moment shame on you oh, shame on you shame on you agree. and if i was that client i'd bitch slap that phone out of your hands <laughs> yeah. so just saying that's just my two tenths on it but how do you feel about it really what do you think you know it's hard what's hard and i like that you had the analog uh example i mean i think back to when i was a kid in 1793 seriously you had like six stations on the tv like you had abc cbs nbc public pbs 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 and like the local Fox or equivalent or whatever. It wasn't Fox then, but whatever the equivalent would have been, mm -hmm. like WGN in Chicago. Yeah. Um, but 
I mean, now with all the stuff that's on television, all the stuff that is immediate access, there's all this instant gratification, number one, and not always in the right ways. There's all of this, like, from what I perceive, people losing, losing themselves in social media. Because look, at the end of the day on social media, I don't care. I will put out there whatever is going on with me for the most part. I don't have a problem with it. I, I would rather just say it. I don't want any pity parties, but I'm just saying I would rather just put out there what's going on because you really never know. You also could be helping somebody else. Is there that ideal thing of like, you want people like, Put the camera at the top. I get that. Like, I don't want my turkey neck to show. I just don't do that, though. Like, just take the photos. If you have your Wu-Tang cheating filters, whatever it is that people use, that's fine. Well, I just thought there was one. Like, well, someone on the weekend had one. I'm like, what is that camera? It's Wait, like, was that Ricky and Amanda? No, 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 no. They, um, it's like Wu-Tu cam or something. I'll show you. Oh, that's interesting. That, okay. Yeah, yeah. Wu-Tu, it's like a video app. And it, like, makes your face look like a baby butt. And it's like, no, I'm not. <laughs> More I'm a little more Cro-Magnon than that now. Oh, there's another one I think called like Facetune or something where you can like literally like drop the weight and it looks like seamless. Like you can literally like change what your body looks like and change like the whole face where like if it's red, you can turn it nice bronze. So wait a minute, so do you see what I'm saying? So going back to the where and the kids, I want to ask you guys before we dive deeper. What do you think is an appropriate age to give a kid a phone? And I know that for an emergency, well, they have those little phones where can't they just hit a button and it just calls the parents or something, or am I making that up? See, core water again, even though there's scales in it, I'm still drinking it. The, is there, do you know, like a parental thing? Does anyone know for the kids? Well, for me personally, my parents didn't give me a phone until I went to college. And that's, we were, that's, I'm, I'm pretty young, so I mean, phones were very prevalent, but they were like, look, if we're paying for it, we're not getting you a phone for no reason. And it was very much where the schedule was like, you come home after school or you could have your extracurricular activities. And if you go out, everything's kind of pre-planned. And there was no phone for before college. I mean, if a kid can afford a phone, they go get a job, sure. Well, I mean, interesting. Phone. I mean, you describe basically not having a phone, be like growing up, like get in before the streetlights are on. I know in this crazy world nowadays, no. not necessarily you can do that, which sucks. It really does. I had a phone in seventh grade. But my seventh grade phone was like a flip phone. Right, phone. right, right. It was probably like this wide, this tall. Uh, and, and it was to call my parents if there was something going on and I, need, and I needed them. But see, that makes sense. I think now like these phones are like little computers, right? Oh, yeah, that's all they, they are. So, totally a little, computer. little computers. And what's especially bad, like, I mean, we're, we're on Facebook and Instagram and everything else, but the next generation's already gone on to the next app. You know, it's like called TikTok. And they're making these like these little videos and everything's these kids. But there's a lot of predators out there. I've talking to uh, some people who are parents my age and they have their kids and it's very predatorial and they lock their, their they lock their kids phones down. I would be scared. My kids I'm, aren't I, having no phone. Sorry. I mean, I, look, I, so for frame of reference, I'm 54. I guess we never ask a lady your age. I'm if, 34. Okay. I don't mind. I'm 35. 27. So as you see, we Maybe have other, don't worry, other, other panels, we have other Cro-Magnon dinosaurs on with me as well, <laughs> um, which I like to have it. We, we have a good mix. I really am worried about the youngins and their phones. I watched my nieces and nephews. My, my nieces are, were, especially my one niece was really good about, um, they're going to have the phone, but they need to be doing their stuff because I think now they have the phones. Like we would go to school. After school, you would come home. You would go play football or Barbies. Ride your bike. Football me. That's hilarious. <laughs> Did you play with Barbies? No. Oh. Well, I don't know. Not on purpose. No. <laughs> Not on purpose. No. I think they think all gay guys, they play with Barbies when they're little, but no. 
I don't Did know you play what football, I used though? to read. Oh, I was so painfully bad at every <laughs> every damn sport. Are you kidding me? I could barely walk. Interesting that I would say that. When I was a kid, I was fully capable of that, which I am still now, too. Don't get me wrong. But I was horrible. Like, And then they would like make us play like flag. What is that? Oh, flag and football. Yeah, flag football. But then they'd have shirts and skins. I would die. I would die <laughs> if I would be on the team that had to take the T-shirt off. I wasn't even a fat kid. I don't, I don't even, I would just die. So like just thinking back to that kind of stuff, like, and when you're a kid like that, everything's about you, mm-hmm. your whole world, like everything. It, yeah. Teen angst is a real thing that exists. Oh, like yeah. this is where kids get perspective, they get screwy. But I do worry about the phones. I do worry about the connection. It makes me sad that a lot of kids don't have that after school kind of experience where like you could walk home from school. You would walk home with your friends. Yeah. You would do whatever it is that you guys were doing going swimming whatever it was you would do it you it wasn't play. like right right it's not like 10 year olds having sex for god's sake i mean oh, that god. to me is so outrageous it's oh, outrageous my god. and i just think like with the look at the access when kids have a phone what they have access to it's kind of crazy yeah all that crazy porno and, and look i don't care no judgment for god's sake at the end of the day do what you want to do but like I don't want to see a 12 year old looking at porno if that makes me a prude then whoops I'm a prude I really would like to preserve some naivety for these kids you I know want- what I think makes it a challenging to, a challenge too for parents is like some schools the curriculum includes technology like a lot of schools like the schools have make want your kids to get an iPad so crazy. you know it is crazy uh, it's crazy what do you guys think what else? About what? Do you think? Do you have my face? I'm just no. Curious. I think you're. you're I think you're absolutely right. And I think what's really sad is like what what we see is you really lose quality of presence when you're with someone, and all of a sudden like they don't know how to communicate. There's no not that the connection, or even when you're having a conversation, you can't figure something out. It's like okay, Google, what's the answer? And like you lose some of that mystery and some of that um, exploration where it was just when we were kids. It's like oh, we don't know the answer. Let's like try to think of it or like it comes back later. Encyclopedia Britannica. Yeah. Or yes, what I, what I used to do as a kid, I was such a little, I always used to love to read. Even when I was a little teeny little kid, like they'd have the felt books. My mom said, I would just sit in there for hours and just like pass my and read. Everybody had different things. Or I like to play school and be the teacher. You like to go to school oh, all day course. and then, yeah. You would be the teacher. <laughs> you like that? They're like, that's exactly what I wanted to do when everybody rolled home. And then all the guys would play football in the street or whatever. Be like, okay, I'd hang out. I always like to hang out and talk. I know that was a big stretch for me. Debbie said, tell the dodgeball story. No, Debbie Jean. No, Debbie Jean. No, no, no. Oh, happy birthday, by the way. Happy happy birthday, birthday. Debbie Jean. Happy birthday. It's a girl. No. No, we need to hear it now. No, Debbie has lots of stories. That would be one of the... She called us all thin, too. She said she she needs a bigger couch if she comes on. Oh, Debbie, no. She's a tiny thing. I mean, I've never seen... Oh, I gotta bring her on. She'll totally tell. She's gun-toting mama. She's (laughs) hardcore. Oh, my gosh. She has guns? Uh, She's a trumper. She's got guns. She's a good girl. She's my girl. Uh, Her and her uh, boy... Her husband, her boyfriend. What are you and Tom now? Are you engaged yet? Oh Find gosh, out. She, she might if she's around. So anyway, the going back to it, I do worry about it. Um, I don't know why I worry about it. I don't have kids. It doesn't matter. I, I see my nieces, my nephews, and the kids. They're going to have kids. And I really think it's such a lost art form, communication, oh, number absolutely. one. So like, even um, my nieces, they're all teachers. Most of these kids bringing phones to school. And, you know, they'll make them lock them down during the day. But at the end of the day, I understand it's in this crazy world, we probably want to have 
some sense of safety with the kids. But at the end of the day, giving them a little handheld device and they're nine years old. Mm -hmm. And look, I've seen three-year-old kids know how to get on their parents' phone and like turn it on. I mean, oh, I'm yeah. not saying they know what they're navigating to, but they know how to do stuff. They I've seen it. To Smart. No, cartoons. no, they've got, yeah, they do. Yeah. And so like, what does that say about society? And, and listen, I'm not a parent, well, to three fur babies. But I'm not a parent, but at the same time, I'm not judging anybody, zero. This life is insanity. It's busy. It's hectic. It's expensive. Kids are expensive. But the form of parenting, like handing your kid an iPad, no judgment. Uh, if it's judging, I'm sorry. Handing your kid an iPad rather than spending time with your child, just just something to think about. I get it. The kids get to the age where like, mom, dad, butt out. I got that. Or like when they would drive you to school and you say, drop me off around the corner, which is so crazy. I even did that when I was a kid. You did? Yeah, I was mean. I wasn't mean though, not on purpose. I don't know what that is with kids, especially, do girls do that too or is it just yeah. boys? Yeah. All right, everybody gets too hip and too cool. I still happens? kissed my mom and dad before I when they dropped me off. Oh, I just was that kind of so sweet. But I I did feel you know. Yeah, hip calling trendy part, whatever it is. Yeah. I don't know now. I I just want things to be good. I I worry about the the interaction that people are going to have, the kids are going to have, and, and how they start to become socially awkward or they learn things they shouldn't be learning at a very young age. I don't know. Am I wrong? Am I being a dinosaur about it? No. I don't. I, am I off base? No, but I don't think we can change anything about it. No. I think if anything, we have to embrace it. Well, that's a good. That's a good way of looking at it. Embrace it and just limit the time and make sure that it's not affecting the child's personality. Yeah, scary. Because it could really help kids too. I mean, it could help kids learn a lot. Right. I mean, kids are find, find the positive. Yeah. Uh, no, find the positive. I'm all about finding the positive all day. Finding the positive. But it is worrisome for sure too. What do you, you guys have any other thoughts about that with the kids and phones? We're talking about adults. Well, I kind of, I go with the thing like Jonathan said, like I didn't get a phone until I was able to pay for it. I was 18. Like obviously my parents couldn't tell me no anymore. And I got one of those Nokia where you can play Snake. Snake. Yeah, oh one God, of the, the, the black and white. Yeah. So it was like, <laughs> yeah. the technology's gotten out of hand. And a lot of times, I mean, you know, Brian, that I... I try to disconnect as much as I can because I lose myself in it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like you'll be sitting around with your friends and we're all on our phones and it's just everyone gets lost in that. So I think it's just something that everyone needs to make an effort. To That's be the more part present bummer, yeah. with everybody with your friends or family at work. Like unless it's necessary, like talk to each other because yeah. we like a lot of times, Brian, you know, as well as I do, you call someone. They don't pick up the phone. They text you that minute. Oh. I do it oh, that's time. Crazy like, making. That's crazy. It happens making. a lot. That's like, crazy what do you want? Mm-hmm. Pick up the phone. Like, that's something that's actually been irritating me lately because it's like we can handle, like, you can get a lot more. It's like for people call. pay you. Yeah. People pay you Have to list their house. Yeah. Not for you not to answer your phone. You call. Like, hey, I'm going to set up a show. You're calling about the listing. You call them back. Boom. They don't answer. But boom, you get an immediate text like, is there something that you need? I'm like, yeah, you're asked to pick up the damn phone when I call. That's what I need. Yeah. Um, wait a minute, let me resend to Don't want to have any rage moments. Click for those who get it. Um, and that was a joke. Right? It, 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 it is rampant. It's rampant. It's rampant. So it's gone from worrying about the kids 
to now even the professionals, now hanging out in life with your friends. That is a weird phenomenon when everybody's in a room and everyone's on their phone. Those people it's are like, not who my you, friends. Like, who are you talking to? Like, yeah. all your friends are around you. No. No, I, I don't, do that. I don't get it. And when you're truly having a good time, no one's on their phones. Exactly. Exactly. So technology, good or bad thing? Well, look, we're using technology right now. Exactly. And we're able to do this show via technology. So, like, I give it a pass there. That's very selective passes, though. I, I don't know. It all depends. All right. So we're about ready to be done for the show. This is our intro show. I want you guys to know that like, we've got some exciting stuff planned. Today we left it more like a talk show format. I wanted you guys to get introduced to our team. They're wonderful. Um, a little bit about Keller Williams San Diego Signature. We've been with the Keller Williams Metro office. They're amazing, it's our family. Um, the Keller Williams Signature office is gonna be in Mission Valley and so we're not leaving anybody. We're still brothers and sisters, but we're going to be moving over. It's more of a boutique uh, luxury brand. We're going to be talking more about that um, as time goes on. But again, when it comes to real estate and professionals, I want everyone to come together as a community as much as possible. It serves your clients at the highest level promise. And from a technology standpoint, we have a lot of talk about that as the weeks go on. From a political standpoint, we have a lot of talks. I think people think they have me pegged for what my political beliefs are. And like, before you pelt, listen, because you may be very wrong. I think that I'm not a big believer in big government. I'm also probably more liberal on social policies. So how does that look? Or where does that show up? Or what does that mean? And we'll show, well, we'll have people that have the opposing views as well. Those are always fun shows. We'll get Deb down here. She has no problem. People like that that are on. But Aaron, we'll have, we've had celebrities on, Real Housewives on, which when we get a different panel, we'll talk about Real Housewives. That's always fun. Teen Mom. You name it, we'll be talking about it. What's in the movies? What's going on with Madonna? What's going on with Ariana Grande? See the spectrum. I, who's below her right now? Is Ariana Grande like the next big pop tart? I don't, or not the next big one. She already is. Yeah, is there someone there. coming behind her? Uh, See, I'm starting to get old, guys. I'm starting to get old. I used to have it down. There's so much good music out there. The last genre I listen to is pop. Yeah, see, I'm boring guy that way. All <laughs> right, I love you guys. We will be here Mondays at one o'clock. It's just gonna get better and better. Thank you for everyone that's coming. I'm gonna get on my phone. Did you like that? I said that on purpose. I'm gonna get on my phone when this is over and wrap you guys up. Love you. You've been listening to Big Daddy Live with your host, Brian Garrity right here at BigDaddyLive.com. Catch our video live broadcast where you too can chime in, participate, and give your comments on Facebook. Be sure to subscribe to Big Daddy Live. You can also find us at your favorite podcast venues, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Blueberry, Spotify, 